Sunday evening, coming right from Burlington, Vermont, you're in Amit's house on WBKM.org. Well, good evening, everybody, all over the world. Morning, noon, and night. We welcome you into Amit's house. My name is Tony, and we have, uh, well, we've got a very exciting show tonight. Uh, it's always exciting playing this great music, but what we've got today is uh, something additional. First of all, as you've noticed, if you're listening, uh, we're on one hour earlier than usual, because we have a two-hour show tonight. That's right. We're going to hear a lot of conversation and a lot of great music. Our guest tonight None other than Mr. Nathan East. Nathan is one of the most prolific bass players on the planet, if not the most recorded, playing bass on over 2,000 titles. It's pretty likely that whatever form of music you're most attracted to, Nathan has played at least a couple of the records. We've known Nathan uh, here in Amit's house for a little more than five years, and we'll talk about that during the uh, conversation. The particular reason uh, that uh, I asked Nathan if he could share some time with us was because, in addition to his long work as bass player for Mr. Eric Clapton, on record and on tour, Nathan was the bassist for the now 20-year-old gathering together between Mr. Clapton and the King of the Blues himself, B.B. King. Riding with the King came out 20 years ago this year. And uh, it's what uh, led to uh, this conversation happening between Nathan and myself just about 10 days ago. And it's just around the corner from his birthday, so... A nice early happy birthday to Mr. Nathan East. All right, well, we're going to jump into some great music here. It's Amitau, so as always, please, take off your hat, take off your shoes. This is a special place. This is where we gather each week to honor the legacy of the one and only founder of Atlantic Records, Mr. Amit Erdogan. Let's kick it off with the title track, from that great work of B.B. and Eric's, written by Mr. John Hyatt, a great American songwriter. Let's go riding with the king. Right here on WBKM.org. Hi, this is Nathan Easton. You're listening to WBKM.
cut sharp as a razor and a heart made of gold. I had a guitar hanging just above waist high, and I'm gonna play this thing until the day I die.
Sunday night in Amit's house. It's a, a great house. It's a gigantic house. It's acres and acres of outbuildings and wonderful people that live in it. Tonight, we are uh, deeply grateful and respectful for the time that we're going to get to share with Nathan East. Nathan, welcome to Amit's house. Uh, it's great to be at Amit's house. And you know what? It's, it's just warm in here. <laughs> it is. It's it. always warm. It, it is, you know. So we were just reflecting uh, that, uh, you know, it's been five years since uh, we met at, at uh, Mr. Clapton's 70th birthday party in New York City in wow. May of 2015. Time has gone fast, and not fast enough in some places, but <laughs> too fast in others. <laughs> You know? And I remember, yeah. you know, when we first met and, uh, you know, you, you recognizable because you have uh, an incredibly extensive uh, discography and a career. And we'll talk about that, too. But I remember the first thing pretty much you said when we told you uh, why we were there. We were there with Mrs. Erdogan, which was an unbelievable uh, and mm. distinct honor. And uh, Eric and his team uh, really went out of their way to make sure that uh, we had the seating that was fitting for someone uh, such as uh, Mrs. Erdogan. Wow. And you looked around as we were backstage and you, you commented that none of this, none of this is here without somebody like Ahmed Erdogan. And that impressed me deeply. I've never forgotten what you said about that. Well, if you think about also, you know, the, you know, like for instance, what Eric did when he found out that Mrs. Erdogan was going to be there. I mean, he literally said she gets the queen's treatment you know and uh, yes and and he meant it you know and for an artist of that stature to mm -hmm. to really um you know it, it lets you know that he appreciates uh the gift that Ahmet gave all of us you know and, and, oh, uh, and his, his passion and the way um the way that we all are connected and and have some kind you know we have we have an allegiance to each other and uh, it's still, you know, Ahmet did so much that it's just still hard to imagine that, that he's not right here, you know. And, and there he was. He'd show up wherever you were playing around the world and, and um, support. <laughs> and people like Ahmet and, 
and a reef and Quincy, uh, just mm-hmm. like you know, they they become the pillars of of what we do. And what an amazing um, individual! Because you know we all have our limitations of of what we like or what we're drawn to. But Amit's discography, if you if you want to use that term, is so enormous: jazz, blues, rock and roll, hip hop, singers, songwriters, instrumentalists, the great guitar players, the great drummers, you can't go far without having a giant list of all of those people under that Atlantic flag for mm. all those decades, six decades that Ahmet ran the, the business and was in, 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 at the helm. What an amazing, amazing. gentleman, because we're, we're limited. We're much more limited than that, right? Yeah, when, I mean, you, when, you, think about, when you think about the, the fact that he was a pioneer and so a lot of a lot of things were mm-hmm. just happening for the first time. So he didn't have the benefit of something that had had come before him to know what kind of decisions to make in his in his leadership. You know. Yep. And, exactly. Uh, so, exactly. So it was all instinctive and and from a gut feeling. Uh, and and you look just look at the people that came out of there, Aretha Franklin, and I mean people that oh. are part of our DNA <laughs> in, in life. With, without a without a doubt, and uh, as we speak to Mr. Uh, Mr. Clapton here, I mean BB, uh, not on Atlantic uh, ever, unless maybe there's some obscure something that I don't know about. But BB is one of those people, um, like Mr. Louis Armstrong, that are that are beyond any um, group. That they are so essential. They're like the kids yeah. when you play the uh, a game of chess. You know, it's it doesn't exist yeah. without some of those people. And you go way way back when Eric is uh, virtually uh, unknown, and uh, I think they're over at the they're over in London, and uh, Amit and Wilson Pickett are hanging out at the bar. Right? You know, it's a famous story, and he hears some guy playing guitar and says, "Man, your guitar player is something." Now, my guitar player is getting drunk. Well, who is that? Oh, that's a local kid. His name is Eric. And he's listening wow. to somebody playing the blues like B.B. King. And all those years, and that's got to be like 1965 or thereabouts, right? But yeah. Ahmed had that ability. Yeah. Ahmed had that ability to say, this isn't just somebody who's good. There's a lot of people who right. are good. But then you go right. beyond that, you know? And so, yeah. and you yourself, sir, I mean, you have um, a beautiful career and, and life. Um, at least in terms of what we know publicly in, in, in music. What has that felt to you? When you sometimes look at the kid inside of you that we all still have in there, um, right. it must blow you away what, what opportunities have opened as you've opened them and some have opened for you. You know, that, that kid is, is still waking up every day saying, thank you. <laughs> you mm, know, mm. Starting and ending each day each day on my knees in a prayer of thanks for, for this mm. amazing life, you know, and, and uh, mm. I just, uh, I look up sometimes and, and think this is, this is the stuff that, you know, not to sound corny, but this is what dreams are made of. You know? oh, absolutely. It really, it really is. And it's so fortunate to get to work, uh, in, in something that, um, that you're passionate about. And that brings you rewards and gets you in into um, relationships. Uh, as you and I, I think, are both very much people. People, we're relationship people, and they 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 last you know a lifetime. Those relationships. 
They really do. And I've had the chance to speak to some folks, uh, very well known. And after a few minutes, you get to understand this is why you've never been out of work because a, you're a gentleman, uh, or a kind woman. And, um, your pleasure to work with, you know, people like working with people that aren't difficult. Um, now we do love the difficult ones. <laughs> we do love the ginger bakers of the world, but you know, um, but you have uh, an incredible discography over 2000, uh, recordings uh, with your work as a bass player on it. Wow. What a joy, huh? Well, you know, it, it's, it helps that, you're talking to one of the biggest fans of music ever, you know. I mean, mm. when when I was growing up, music was just blasting through the neighborhood, you know. So you'd hear Marvin Gaye, and you'd hear Gladys Knight, you know, heard it through the grapevine. And, yeah, I mean, you'd hear, this This was like the, the lifeblood being pumped <laughs> through the neighborhood, you know, and Aretha Franklin. And and then you later come to to meet these people you know and work with them and it's just mm. for me it's every day that that i get to do that and and i've had the good fortune of working with some of the the most uh people that have become mentors as far as mm. work ethic goes bill collins you know i mean not only is just as gifted as they come but i mean his humanity is is again his work ethic and and you know you watch so yeah. people like people like that there's no there's no uh, mystery as to why they are so successful. You know, people like Eric Clapton who just, you know, you get a phone call of him just checking to see how you're doing, you know. And mm. and uh, so I've been fortunate to uh, spend time with the Quincy Joneses of the world and these people where, where you, re- you really get a, you know, you go to school while you're, <laughs> while you're hanging with them on, on oh, how to treat absolutely. people. And um, so that, that's been a gift and, and you know some of the, some of that you know it it, it has to rub off sooner or later. <laughs> exactly. Well, such uh, amazing learning experiences, uh, and I'm sure you're still learning. I mean, you know, players Every don't day. don't don't put it down and say, "Well, I learned it all now." No, they're they're at no. it all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 that's why, you know, when when people like Amit do end up finally, you know exiting that stage you know you, you it feels like wait a second this this person has been such a strong influence yeah. and um you know so uh we lost bruce sweetine you know within the last 48 hours and, and mm. that was just uh, devastating to hear yes yes so many have uh, have uh, left us and it's just amazing it's amazing because the world uh you know how to BB still feels like he's he's sitting in the house with you every day, doesn't he? And yeah, you hear that absolutely. voice come on, or, or his uh, little things that they do on the uh, on BB's Bluesville on the Sirius Radio. You hear right, that voice come right. on, and it's hard to connect that person with someone who is not walking the earth still. No, and I, <laughs> you know, I still have his number in my phone. He would he would call, and he would just call out of the blue. Nate, how are my twins doing? You know, I have twins, and yeah. and uh, they met them when they were. They were little, little, when we, actually when we were doing the record, um, you know, mm. Riding with the King, they came by and, and he met them and, and couldn't have been sweeter. You know, every single oh. time after you'd call, how my twins are doing, Nate, you know. <laughs> and, uh, He's probably the person I most regret never having met in person 
because I only wanted ever one thing. I would just wanted to put my hands out and have him put those great big mitts into one of my hands. <laughs> right. Because to me, I think right. that would have, I think I probably would have broken down. I think I would have just cried to hold that man's <laughs> hands. Uh, yeah, really. but uh, but there you go. You have just given us a perfect introduction after after that conversation to this thing, this this thing that's now uh, twenty years past us, riding with the king. The thing that when I heard about it, come uh, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. But finally, after all this time, we're going to get these yeah. two men in a room with great musicians, and we're going to hear incredible music. What? Oh man! How did your involvement begin? How did it? How did it come to you? What was your feeling when you heard? Oh my God! We're going to work together with BB. Well, I mean, the same as yours. Just a, a thrilled, <laughs> <laughs> thrilled with with the excitement. And and the the other coolest thing was, uh, they asked me to come in. You know, a week before everything even started, just to sit with the two mm. of them in between and play, and uh, mm. you know, kind of just help you know, arrangements and just just kind of go walk through the tunes, you know, so you can imagine, you know, I'm I'm in there in the middle of the studio and there's Eric Clapton to my left and B.B. King to my right and we're just jamming. <laughs> you know, like, really? <laughs> you can all go now. This is all. You can take <laughs> exactly. me now, Lord. It doesn't, it can't, it doesn't have to get yeah, no, done. You can't. And it's amazing they, they even got anything done because they're both just consummate gentlemen where, you know, it's like, okay, time for a solo. Okay, well, no, you take it. No, you take it. You know, I mean, they, they literally open the door for each other, and neither yep. one of them walks through until the other one does. <laughs>
when I leave this time, little girl, I won't be back no more. I've got the key. I got the key. The highway Build out a to go I gotta go, I gotta I'm go I'm leave heaven mm. Walking as bones Too slow
I remember seeing this beautiful video that's out there. Um, uh, it must have been, uh, maybe it was one of uh, Eric's Crossroads concerts uh, many years ago. And he and B.B. were there along with John Mayer, uh, much younger John Mayer. And they took their turn playing the song and, you know, Eric did his did his piece and he played the lead and then it went over to Beeb and then Beeb looks on over to John and John just sits back takes his hands off his guitar and just just shakes his head no 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 way there's no way I'm playing after you just got it. and that is I think the beauty of that man as a blues man and as, as a great player and a great human being that was a genuine that wasn't a that wasn't a stunt that was genuine love for being in the same atmosphere as that gentleman. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it is basking in the glow. <laughs> so we've got this gorgeous uh, collection of uh, 12 songs, and then uh, the, uh, the the newly uh, issued uh, 20th anniversary gave us uh, two others. We've got a combination of uh, uh, great blues tunes like uh, Bill Brunsey's uh, Key to the Highway, uh, okay. And then we've got the title track. We've got the title track written by none other than John Hyatt, one of the, the most wonderful songwriters uh, uh, we've ever heard from. Right. So the coming together of the of the choices of the tunes, I have heard that it was it was pretty much Eric's direction of here's what we'd like to play. Is that is that true? Is that what went on? Yeah, I mean it. It, it was always. Again, you know, kind of a mutual understanding, but 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 BB was BB again was really um, you know, flattered to be there, and and it was kind of mm-hmm. um, sort of Eric's band. I mean, the, the band was stellar. You know, he looked over there, and there's Joe Sapple, <laughs> yep. know, and, yep. and uh, Steve Gadd, and mm-hmm. Tim Carmen. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the top 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 players. Yeah, and um, yep. and so. It was again one of those things where, you know, just ideas. Hey, what about this? What about Key to the Highway? Come on, let's go. Mm-hmm. Key to the Highway is a great example because here, you know, you have uh, Eric with Derek from the Dominoes so many years before that doing the the incredible, incredible work that they did on on that beautiful song, and then you get to hear this different way of approaching it as he and BB did it right. with the with the band. Um, did you have a, a personal favorite from uh, from the sessions? The one that you took away as that's the one I'm never going to forget. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's it's um, it's that's like saying which one of your kids? Uh, <laughs> yeah, which kids are the one the like, most? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, exactly. it's funny because uh, each each song I can remember, you know, like you're when you're making these kind of records. You just feel like you're, you know, it, it's kind of like every 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 note is going to be a history maker, you know, and mm. and so I, you know, I I ended up just being a fan of all the music. I mean, I I don't want to cop out, but but I mean, mm. it's like just it's even you know, ten long years, mm-hmm. love it, three o'clock blues, we, and you know when you when you're playing these tunes, you just. It's just like, yeah, come on. Well, I had a woman. She was nice, kind, and loving to me in every way. 
And bring my breakfast to the bed every day
Hi, this is Nathan Easton. It's always a joy to stop by Ahmed's house when I'm at WBKF.
Well, I have a feeling you're loving this as much as I am. A conversation with the one and only Nathan East, who has been uh, such a part of our musical lives, whether you, whether you know it or not, and a very big part of uh, Eric Clapton's life for a long time. We just heard uh, Ten Long Years, Three O'Clock Blues, Days of Old, and Hold On, I'm Coming, the great Sam and Dave uh, tune. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, and uh, then we're going to go on, and we're going to hear more from Mr. Nathan East as we are coming up to the top of the first hour here on Amit's House in this very, very special, very delightful Sunday. On WBKM, it's the home of a lot of inspired, inspiring people like Baruch, who's coming up with Paradigms uh, at his regular time, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then Dave Tomlinson with the optional facts afterwards. Good, interesting thinking material, both those shows. Well, here we are. Let's go on back and pick up with Nathan East right here at Amit's house. One of my favorites has also always been um, throughout uh, the, the Sam and Dave. Well, it's, it's Isaac Hayes, David Porter's song, Hold On, I'm Coming. The hearing Eric and BB do that was uh, one of my personal great joys on this on this album. That call and response, which is so oh, yeah. at the heart of the blues and, and that style of singing. What a great job right. they did on that. What a beauty. Uh, oh, amazing. Absolutely. How do you how do you approach these these things? Do you? I, I, I'm going to take a, a guess, uh, probably a pretty decent one, that you're a listener. You're a deep listener of what's going on, and you find where is that place that I belong? Where is that space that I should fit into? You know, now you're getting in my mind. I know we're born in the same year, but you're you're being <laughs> psychic right now. Beautiful. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> well, that's. I learned at a very early age, and I used to, um, I used to enjoy like one of one of the questions. I, I always hung out with older people, and and I'd always ask, you know, advice and what have you. And, and at a very early age, age, I got to meet and play with Cannibal Adderley, and mm. uh, so I used to say, "What what what advice can you give a young guy?" You know, and then he he said, he'd say, "Just listen, listen to everything, um, listen when people speak, listen when they're playing to." And I asked Quincy Jones that with his answer. Listen, I asked Eric Clapton. Listen, you know, mm. and, and it seems like everybody, um, you know, that was the one piece of wisdom. And so that's the first thing I do. You know, people pick up and they start playing. They just start playing without listening. You know, so the first thing I do is is you know let I let two choruses go by without playing a, a note, so I can listen to the big picture get a view from 30,000 feet so that when I uh, jump in there, you know, I'm not searching all over the place. You know, got, you know we, we have our fishing poles out when we're making music, mm. but the the best way and fastest way to get to the finish line is, is just listen to what's going on around you, and, and, and all the clues are right there. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah, if you, can, if you can listen, and that's, yeah, I love these conversations because you know, I used to prepare, and I, I sort of prepare. I mean, it's nice to know who you're talking to, you know, but, but I sometimes found that my preparation got in the way of my listening because I was so intent on what I wanted to get or to do in these conversations 
that I would miss an opportunity later. I'd hear what they said. It's like, oh, man, if I wasn't so focused on remembering my questions, I would have gone <laughs> right. in a totally different direction. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, well, uh, I think, that's what Miles <laughs> Davis used to say. Don't don't come down here and play what you've been practicing in your room, you know, because that's, mm. that's where, you know, especially on certain instruments where you, you practice a lick or you practice something in your room and then you come down and play with the guys and and you're going to get that lick in one way or another, you know, like, but it, it, it doesn't matter what the conversation is talking about. You're going to play this right. because you practiced it, you know? Mm-hmm, and and mm-hmm. so that's where, where miles, you know, he, he said, no, I, I pay you to practice on stage. You know, as Herbie Hancock was telling me, you know, he says, you know, huh. don't, don't come down here playing what you practiced. You know? So, and I love that. You know, all these years of playing with Eric, he's never once, Told me what to play, you know. Ah, oh, that beautiful. That's it's incredible, you know. You know, mm, even even if mm. I ask, <laughs> you know, it's, well, <laughs> what do you what do you feel, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, because that's what it's about. Yeah, because if you if you direct it, if you say, well, here's what I want, you get what the person said they wanted, but you might not get yeah. the other thing that really makes it outstanding. It makes it right. be. Oh, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you didn't direct me because I would never have thought of this. But you said, "Go ahead and do it." So, all right, all right. Yes, yeah. you got it. And 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 people like that are are masters at you know being able to allow you to do what you do. That's why you know you look you look in the room on a session with Quincy or or um, a reef, and you know you look around and says, "Man, these are these are the top guys in here." And then, and then that automatically brings your game up. And then the fact that you're working with somebody like that brings your game up. And then mm-hmm. they let mm-hmm. you do what you do. And pretty soon you have, you have this elevation that's that's um, you know wouldn't have happened any other mm. any other case. Mm. So, what, your relationship uh, with uh, with Eric professionally? Uh, how far back does that go? It's a long relationship with you, you guys have had. Yeah, we're, we're coming up on. I, I know we we met in the early eighties mm. and um, when he came to produce and when he came to record the album um, behind the sun, I think that mm. was, you know, 82 and it made it come out in 83. But um, that was when all the Warner brothers guys, you know, were, were uh, when they were producing and then, so he, he came to LA and they had their guys. And, and so that team was, you know, Jeff Picaro, Steve Luke III, Michael Lombardi, and Greg mm-hmm. Filling Gaines. I was in there. And mm-hmm. so Eric Eric met all of us for the kind of the first time, you know, because those guys called us, you know. Wow. And, um, so so that's, that's kind of where it goes. But we, I, I think we're destined. We met at Live Aid. You know, he mm-hmm. was standing off the stage after I finished playing with Kenny Loggins. And then, you know, he immediately came up and said, hey, how you doing? I want to hang out, you know, and. And then Phil Collins introduced me to him in a pub over in England uh, when, we, when we were doing Philip Bailey's album. You know, yes. so it was kind of like I kept I kept running into Eric, you know, and meeting him. And, and I mean, he's you know he's he's been like a brother.
And what a, you know, I know that uh, I would know that the the relationship between he and BB, what it was, so so reverent, so honest, and 
you know, Eric did so much to bring the blues of somebody like BB and, and the, and the, and the, the black musicians who really had almost been, you know, forgotten. I mean, they were falling off the edge. Nobody knew who they were. And then you get this, you get these white kids and you get this incredible, incredible musicians coming over from England and you get the stones who are so blues based and in love with American blues and jazz. And to have that, uh, thing happen, um, it must've given BB a great joy. I, I would think in his heart because he knew how important it was to bring life into the blues. And all of a sudden yeah. he peeks out from the curtain when he's playing out at the film bar and he's expecting, well, he doesn't know what to expect, does he? And what does he see? Right. You see the whole crowd of white faces and he walks outside and Bill Graham introduces him and everybody stands up and BB cries. Breaks down and cries. Isn't that something? And I believe that's where Carlos Santana was at that first show. And I've heard him say that when he heard, when he saw BB cry, literally cry, it was what made him say, okay, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want to do what that man's doing. I want to be up there and have people be so connected to people that it, it makes me cry. Wow. What a, wow. Oh, I, I shivered just thinking about it. I know. It's amazing. Well, if you think about the idea of, of BB, you know, living the blues, you know, like, like he <laughs> lived the blues. So absolutely. Um, you know, when, when, uh, when, when you, that's what I love about music too, because it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. It, it just, it's just like a big heart playing, you know, like, so when you listen to Eric, you hear a heart playing the guitar, you know, when you listen to BB, mm. you hear like music coming from the heart. And, mm -hmm. um, so for me, that's like, then you align yourself with people that are like-minded and people that, that touch your heart and then you look at somebody like bb where by aligning himself with eric eric mm -hmm. was able to introduce him to his audience and next thing you know you know he looks out there and he sees people that that he just didn't even know that existed you know oh, and it just, it just moves him to tears it's amazing it truly um, is um oh, my goodness my goodness what a joy it, to live in this era where we had the opportunity to, to see and hear um, these these geniuses. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's um, you know, I, I I was telling somebody the other day, you know, we just live in such a, a fertile time period for music and and um, the eighties and nineties, you know, two thousands have been some of that. You know, I'd, again, I've I haven't stopped working, you know, since <laughs> since all this time. <laughs> it's just like. It's it's uh and and for me it's just one of those things where you you couldn't make this up. <laughs> you could not make this up. You really could not make this up. That's what I felt meeting you uh, behind uh, the the uh, behind the stage at, at MSG, and I'm thinking I can't make this up. I mean, I'm either I've either had a psychotic break or this is really happening, <laughs> and I don't care which one it is. I'm right, very exactly. happy right now. I don't care if I'm in a little rubber room someplace because this is what's in my head. <laughs> yeah. And um, and again, it's it's just good. It's all good people too, you know. It's a, so. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, musicians are are great people. They're 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 
difficult people, they're hurting people, they're geniuses, they're not easily understood very often. Um, right. They go through tragedies. I mean, you look at, at Eric's life and you say, wow, what a blessed life. And yes, it's true. Uh, but Eric has a lot of tragedy in his life. He's got a lot of hurt in there. Um, yeah. That it did not end his life. It did not end his days. Uh, you yeah. know that very well. You were you were part of that. Uh, you were part of that unplug session that uh, was a love fest. Were you not? Yeah. Well, that thankfully. Yeah. Well, thankfully, to have that vehicle to be able to to mm. use this, um, you know, music to to connect with people on the other side, or to, mm-hmm. music can help you with your grief, and mm-hmm. and um, so yeah. To this day, I think. It, it becomes one of the most valuable emotional tools we have to cope with um, yep. all these things yep. that happen in our lives, good or bad. Uh, absolutely. And people loved Eric and, and were so brokenhearted by uh, his, his tragedy that, that, uh, that occurred there with his son that people needed to, oh, man, what do I do? I can't pick up the phone and tell Eric how I feel but I can buy this album. I can be part of this experience of sharing this music, which was yeah. his gift right back. His, his way of living through this incredible stage of grief, which mm. many of us mm. could not have done. I mean, many of us would have walked away from it, but what do you do to honor this, this young boy whose life was so short? What do you do? You do what you're supposed to do, Eric. You, you play the blues. And uh, Absolutely. I just, uh, yeah. have such respect so for uh, for Eric and the, because of that and so many things, of course. Yeah, I always I always say when we recorded that song "Tears in Heaven," I mean, I mm. the song played me. I I didn't play. I was just kind of like holding the holding the instrument, but mm. I I wouldn't even been able to tell you what I played on the day mm. because it just it was like being being a vehicle for this music to come out. Oh, so beautiful.
as we were talking about it, it seems like it made sense to play something from Eric Clapton's phenomenal Unplugged album. It was something that was uh, quite the rage uh, back in that day. Lots of artists doing Unplugged uh, stuff and uh, really uh, some extraordinary work across the board. And uh, on this one, well, it was really, uh, as we, we just spoke of, um, really just a delight for the fans to be able to embrace Eric in the only way they could, by buying the music, by going to the shows, by expressing the deep love and affection that so many folks on all sides of all the oceans uh, have felt about Mr. Clapton for a long, long time. So here in that great work, Tears in Heaven, of course, nobody knows you when you're down and out. A great old blues song originally done uh, by Eric with Derek and the Dominoes. And running on faith. Uh, as you listen to Nathan, I think you, you hear something about a, a man of, of faith and faithfulness. So uh, we're going to carry on. Going back on to a conversation about uh, this great album that we're heavily talking about today with bassist Nathan East. We're talking about Riding with the King, in case you just joined us. And uh, we've got more music for you still and more conversation. So please stick around. Do remember our evening shows uh, coming up afterwards. Baruch and Paradigms and Dave Tomlinson coming up with uh, his very smart and very, uh, very important show at uh, 9 p.m. All right, back to our conversation with our friend, Nathan East. We've had a, a challenge uh, this year, unlike any challenge we probably could have imagined. Talk about it, it being unreal. Yeah, since January or February of 2020, when Broadway shut down, <laughs> and I'm oh, I'm good. in New York, and I'm and I'm saying, and people are talking to each other, and they're like, "What did you just hear?" I don't think I want to tell you what I just heard because what I just heard is too bizarre to even think I heard it. Um, wow, how has it affected you and in, in your life and your and your playing and your your craft? Well, the first, it's funny because my first instinct when it when it happened was, um. I was thinking to myself, has, has the world ever shut down at the same time? Every single country per, person on the earth. So when that happened, I thought I thought it was a, an ideal opportunity for a reboot or a reset. Or mm. you know, I was I was being way too idealistic, thinking I said, oh man, all the world leaders are going to get together and say, now here's an opportunity that we can change yep. and we can you know do yep. something. And yep. um, and and then actually for me too it was it was a blessing because um for 40 years I've run out kept a suitcase packed and mm. um and so for the first time you know in 40 years I was not running out jumping on an airplane going to some faraway place and I had my family with me so like mm. it was a blessing you know we we, we mm -hmm. could be together now you know the kids are in college, so they're missing out on spring break and and being with their friends. But at the same time, <laughs> yeah. I got yeah. this time back that I would never have had in my life. So, for, you know, I was forever grateful. And um, 
again, you know, it's, a, it's an opportunity that if you if you got something you're practicing, if you have a project that you haven't done 25 years, <laughs> you know, it was just an opportunity for so much so much to do. And and I uh, I'm interested to see how everybody was able to you know see what choices they made on how to deal with this because um, you have you have extra time and so you're going to turn it into something that um is going to be you know very positive experience or is it going to be negative what's it going to be so exactly uh, yeah, yeah it's been a it's been very very interesting year and um from from everybody that I've talked to whether they're 9 years old or 99 years old mm. um they say that we've never experienced anything like this in our lives no no, hopefully we will never again once we once we come out the other side, which I think we're probably closer to than than we were a year yeah. ago. I mean, you know, we're we're getting to that place um, because yeah. we are hungry. Those of us on this side who who aren't gifted with uh, your talent and your career um, are blessed by being the recipients of it on the other side of the stage, and it's uh, it it hurts. You know, it hurts to to not have that to not be surrounded by 25 to 50,000 people all in love with the music and for that little time in love with each other. Um, boy, do I miss that. <laughs> boy, I miss yeah, that. that's, that's where music, uh, you know, that's, that's where the music is, is such a, a nourishing healing power for us. You know? And, and, right. and in those situations, it, 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 you're getting a, a, a dose and I'm getting a dose, <laughs> you know, for different reasons. And we're yep, absolutely, absolutely. We're, uh, you know, so, so I, I hope that, uh, you know, I hope and pray that people survive this and, and that it, um, it, there's something that we can all learn from it because it's yes. definitely an ordeal. It's an ordeal and it has separated us a lot and shown us, uh, some very ugly sides of, of ourselves that we may not, really like to look at but it is it is important um that we do that and then come out of it with something positive because otherwise it is it is just a loss and it can't just be a loss you can't have so much time and say at the end of it well it was just a mess and i didn't learn anything (laughs) right no exactly and i start with me i mean i can't tell anybody else to learn anything if I haven't, um, so, you know, and I'm sure you feel the same way, you know, what do you do with it? But that gift of being able to reconnect with your family, I think is one that a lot of us saw and worked through, but I think later on is when it's going to hit us, um, how important it was to be able to have those special moments again. Kids aren't at school. They aren't away. They aren't working. They're home. We're cooking together. We're eating together all the time. We're watching movies together. We're playing records together. Um, That's something that we maybe would not have had a chance to do as our kids enter those late teens and their early 20s. I mean, they're they're ready to to live their own lives. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, absolutely. And so it's, it's, uh, you know, I always try to, I always try to see what, uh, you know, what God has in store for us. And, you know, I'm sure he had something in store for us on this one as well. There's always something we're supposed to be learning. It's just a matter of are we being quiet enough? Can we shut up long enough to hear uh, what's inside, what's being spoken to from somewhere? Absolutely. Absolutely. Come rain, come shine. 
What a beautiful, beautiful uh, tune. Uh, all Harold Arlen, Johnny Mercer. I mean, that's Tin Pan Alley. Yeah. It's as good as as good as they ever made American uh, songwriters. <laughs> yeah. Those yeah, two, yeah, absolutely. that song, and the gorgeous uh, beauty in the arrangement. Uh, of course, uh, you've got uh, Arif Martin doing the string arrangements, so that's not going right. to suck. <laughs> that's <laughs> going to suck. <laughs> you know, I, I, and I... It's funny because I miss Arif and Ahmed. I, I think about those guys mm. often, you know, just yes. how much they left on the table. Mm. They, they, they mm. really, and and the quality of of what you you know what you get with with these. I don't know what's in the water over there, <laughs> but there's something amazing in the, in the water, and and amazing that you know here here is a company started by uh, by a Turk from the foundation right. of two Turkish brothers who are yeah. in love with jazz and uh, Ahmed and uh, his elder brother uh, who, uh, who who guided Ahmed into his first jazz concert when he just sort of came to be, oh yeah, this is what I want. Um, right. And then you get a, a, another Turk like Arif that, that isn't, it's not like, oh well, they, they knew the Turks, they, they were farming the Turks. No, they, it just happened. And Arif has right. got his own spectacular world. I mean, uh, you look and you think, wow, what a what a life, you know. And then he comes on into Atlantic, and they don't really know what they've got. They they they're giving the guy some stuff to do, and then all of a sudden they find out he's got this amazing talent. I mean, he's he's a guy who knows the technical stuff that Ahmed and Jerry right. only they knew it inside of them, but they weren't musicians. Um, yeah. You get a you get a reef coming in who can play anything and everything, and is a uh, an absolute perfectionist all his life. And, and he, yeah, I mean he, he could arrange anything, and then again the way he uh, the way he was able to get certain performances out of people. Ah, uh, oh. oh. and, well, you, and you know I, I I appreciate you know where they where they come from. I don't know if you've ever been to Istanbul, but I mean it's. Have not. Fascinating, fascinating place to visit. Ah, uh, one of the cradles of civilization, right? I mean, it's, a, it's yeah, an absolutely. amazing thing. Uh, I mean, uh, Ahmed and Mika purchasing uh, the house in Bodrum, which is uh, tantamount to one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you saw that you've had some very deep, deep stuff here. Quite amazing, yeah. uh, amazing stuff. loved you come rain or come shine high as a mountain and deep as a river come rain or come shine well I guess when you met me And it was just one of those things But don't you ever bet me Cause I'm going 
like nobody's loved me Come rain or come shine Happy together Unhappy together Won't that be fine Nathan, I could talk to you for a week and a half. Dear Lord, I have enjoyed this so much, and I have deeply enjoyed uh, uh, the relationship that we've had. It feels like I've known you forever, and uh, I am Absolutely. deeply grateful. And I'm, I know that the listeners here in Amit's house are going to be grateful to hear uh, your voice, hear your story, and hear us uh, talking, and, and, of course, playing this gorgeous album. <laughs> Uh, well, thanks, and and you know, just for everything that you do to keep keep it uh, going and keep it moving forward, I, you know, we we appreciate it because I think it's all like this big wheel that we're you know we're all responsible for for spinning and mm-hmm. turning. You know, truly, truly well said, Nathan. E., thank you for being uh, uh, in, in Amit's house. And once somebody comes in Amit's house, you know, there's they may move along to other places uh, like Eric did with other labels, but. You're always uh, you're always in Ahmed's house. Once you once the door has been opened, you you've got a key forever uh, in Ahmed's house. Well, thank you. It's a, it's a lovely house, and um, there's a lot of warmth and uh, history there. So uh, it's an honor. Mm-hmm. 
Indeed. Nathan East, everyone, thank you so much, sir. Thanks, sir.
there we go we've had an amazing time with an amazing gentleman a man of respect talent and uh, a true decency we finished off with a couple of uh, tunes of Nathan's from an album called Reverence Uh, vocals from Yolanda Adams on Feels Like Home and it seemed appropriate from that album Until We Meet Again Nathan East Until We Meet Again God bless you Thanks for being our friend here in Amit's House. We'll catch you next week, amitshouse.org. The recording will be uh, up on the blog a little bit uh, within probably a half an hour to an hour tops. Stick around for Baruch, who's coming on right after us. We'll see you next Sunday night. Back to the regular time, 7 p.m. Have a blessed night, everybody. Oh, and one more thing. Nathan. Happy birthday on Tuesday from everybody at WBKM. For the memory of Ahmet Erdogan in the days when Atlantic Records was the most magnificent record company on the planet. Good night. And that concludes our show for this evening. Please be sure to join us next Sunday at 7 p.m. when we'll spend another hour together in Amit's house. Amit's house is a production of WBKM, Burlington, Vermont. Okay, Amit. Hold your babies tight as you can Spread yourself out like a fan And mess around Mess around Hold your baby and do the mess around Well, all get juice, you can bet your soul Hey, Alvin! We did it.